Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who has some whistly holes. Josh Hemo. It it does become a problem when the neighborhood animals start following me everywhere. It's like a Pied Piper situation. I know there's a lot of people who'd be following you for your whistly holes. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> So if you don't know already, this is our podcast where we watch a nice SpongeBob episode and discuss little life lessons that we can learn from SpongeBob and his aquatic mates. Just like every week, we have some donation links so that way you can spend your hard-earned stimulus money Stimmy, on, baby. On, uh, on some good causes. Um, this will be very dated if people listen to this in the future. Yeah. I'm, I'm really <laughs> just leaning into that this is a relic of its time. Yeah. It's it really is, especially <laughs> now we can talk about it later. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you can go ahead, Josh. I think you, just, you can start us off. Yeah. So uh, I had one donation link for this week, but recent events took place in Atlanta where eight people were murdered by a white terrorist. Um, and this is just a long chain of um, crimes against Asian um, people across across the world, really. Um, so, uh, my donation link is kind of like a, we did it in the past where it's kind of like a collective of links. So you can kind of click on it. It's an Instagram post and it can take you to a bunch of different pages. It explains exactly what they do and what they represent. So you can kind of pick and choose where you want to spend your money. So it's a really, a lot of good, really good ones there. Yeah. It's a good one. Donate. So, um, I have a GoFundMe link to Columbia Academic Student Workers. They're currently on strike. Hopefully they're not on strike for very long. But basically, Columbia has been doing what most uh, for-profit schools tend to be um, and exploiting some of the student workers there. So they have started to unionize. And of course, Columbia does not like that. And they're trying to break that union. But I feel like their demands are pretty... Uh, Reasonable? Yeah. Justified? Like yeah. child Childcare, compensation improvements, normal uh, things, harassment, discrimination, like protections, you know, very much like things that we need today. Yeah. For everything. So, yeah. So, if you could donate your money to those causes, and hopefully by the time you listen to this, if it's in the far future, those will not be issues anymore. And then you can donate your money somewhere else. Yep. This week, we're watching season five, episode 19 The Two Faces of Squidward. And Sponge Henge. Act one, the two faces of Squidward. So in this act, we see Squidward at the Krusty Krab trying to get some work done, you know, trying to work at a fast food job and do a mediocre job at it. But SpongeBob and Patrick are goofing off in the kitchen. So Squidward is going to go give SpongeBob a piece of his mind and gets slammed by the door uh, <laughs> while SpongeBob's on his way out. So uh, he ends up going to the hospital and lo and behold, his surgery has made him handsome. Um, everyone basically loves him, thinks he's so good looking, and he even grants someone the ability to fly. So he really can't handle any of the attention of being handsome, so he asks SpongeBob to make him ugly again. And of course, SpongeBob smashes him with the door multiple times, and it makes him just hotter and hotter. And of course, that one flying fish drops a shoe, and SpongeBob tries to save Squidward from the shoe, making him slam into a pole and become ugly again. 
Yeah. You just did him dirty. Ugly again. <laughs> <laughs> well, according, I'm just talking yeah, about yeah, the diegesis. Okay. <laughs> if you got in a facial accident, uh-huh. uh, do you think you'd want to look like Squidward when he was at the beginning of his handsomeness or the second handsome Squidward? Huh. Uh, hmm. I think the second, I mean, a second's ideal, right? I think seconds, everyone's like ideal. Like this is like perfect, like so-called perfect male body, right? Is what the idea of that was. <laughs> he, he is very, very buff. He is very buff. His like chiseled jawline, all that stuff, like big, like eyelashes, all that. Shit. So I think that, I think that would be, if you're going to have that happen, I think that's the ideal to go for, right? I, I would settle for a second Squidward. He was a hunk. The colloquially known uh, handsome Squidward. Yeah. By the internet. Even though there's technically two handsome Squidwards, there's the first one and the second one. Yeah. But the second one is like that one's the one well that all known. the memes are about. Especially you know? him like falling backwards and that like s- very graceful fall he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I just, I love a Squidward-centric episode. Yeah. I. I liked this entire episode, even though the second act is very weird. I think this episode's very strong. Yeah. Um, and it still has like a little bit of the, the SpongeBob like originality to it. I think that's I think why this one really like, hits home for me. I feel. I think like when you're saying originality, I feel like that that's a really good way to put these two episodes mm-hmm. because my initial thought after watching, especially the second act, and we'll talk about it, is just like these episodes are kind of like that, you know, even this one a little bit is some crazy crap happens, but like it is crazy in a very original, like kind of interesting way where it's it's not like the, uh, them being stuck in the wilderness where it was just crazy for the sake of being like shock value, you know? Yeah. It's more like a situational craziness. Which yeah. Is nice. I, why was Patrick there? Why was, I, I was he even <laughs> just getting around in Krusty Krab? And where was Mr. Krabs? Why was he not like putting an end to it? Because obviously, he wasn't making money. You know, with SpongeBob and Patrick. Exactly. That's what I was wondering too. It was just like, how often does Patrick show up and like mess up the work routine? But I mean, I, I gotta figure that maybe in some way it helps SpongeBob make better patties, right? If it's all about love that he puts in those patties, maybe having Patrick around helps, and Mr. Krabs allows it every once in a while. I don't know. He literally forgot that That's, he was yeah. <laughs> working at a fast food yeah. restaurant, and he's so busy making, I guess, remixes of What'd childhood you, yeah. nursery rhymes. What do you think of those songs? Um, I just like saying "buns white as snow." Yeah, <laughs> my buns are white as snow right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> no, no sunlight. Zero. Sun. <laughs> Patrick makes this offhand statement that I wanted to explore a little bit. Mm-hmm. He just says, "We're not just neighbors." But the way he kind of like delivers it, it like implies other things. Yeah. Like not sexual things, but it, it just implies like a secret thing that isn't just being a best like Yeah. Not even yeah, best friend. Not even I best guess. friend. Yeah, it didn't even felt like it was it felt like it was more. It was so delivered in a way that was so serious too, you know? Because it in the past he's had no problem just saying, like, yeah, we're not neighbor, like we're best friends and we do this all the time. Like just a couple episodes ago he said they were best friends, right? With a best yeah. friend tattoo. So it was interesting to me he didn't that wasn't his first thing. He's like, we're not neighbors, we're best friends, and that's why we're hanging out. It was like it did feel like there was some underlying weird, I don't know, maybe not weird's not the right word for it, but a mystery there. I put as a small lesson, uh, don't let your friends or potential lovers and or whatever secret uh club they're in 
uh, get in the way of you making your living. That's good. Yeah, like it's good to just uh, have those boundaries because you need to you need to be able to work. I feel like know? even even for your if we have younger listeners, like same thing with school. I know like I would sit next to like a crush and we would just like pass notes the entire time. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That was disorienting. It was. (laughs) Uh, But we would like in school, like I would pass note, like sit next to a crush and pass notes the entire time, which is fine, you know, in retrospect, but you're like also like it's taking away from like your education and stuff, I guess. So yeah, then you have an F in math or something. Yeah. That's the reason I (laughs) don't know any, I don't know slope. So (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I don't y equals it. mx plus b. It doesn't Easy. mean doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it means nothing to me now. My brain still retained it. It's like, what's the point of it? Yeah. Um, I feel so bad for the doctor in this episode. Yeah. Just one having to deal with SpongeBob, especially like the moment that he comes out of like surgery or whatever. He like uh SpongeBob puts his hand and I wanted to bring attention to it because it's weird, because he puts his hand up in like an I love you shape. He doesn't do like a single finger, and I just really like it because it's like a weird like three finger like shh don't tell me that i i didn't know what that was um someone did that recently or i had seen that recently and uh uh a friend of mine who has a kid said it's the quiet fox is what it's called oh but like there's a difference between quiet fox which i've seen which is that yeah i've heard a quiet coyote yeah but like he like puts it it looked like uh you know how a spider-man does yeah 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 yeah, yeah like a straight up I love you right on his face. <laughs> I wonder if it was something similar, like a different animal that they were trying to go for or something. <laughs> I just wonder what like why did the animators choose that instead of one single finger? I don't know. It's very interesting. It's like a weird very specific choice, yeah. you know? I, I like I had a little beef with that whole doctor part too. Like we all like they say it's like a common trope that like comedy comes in threes, but I feel like a common thing that's been going on this season is that they'll just draw a gag out like and beat it yeah and beat it over the head like him stopping the doctor over and over and over again i was like at some point i was like this is just crazy annoying like for for me the biggest issue i had with this act even though i really like this one is length i feel like we spend so much time uh like with that doctor scene that yeah. i could have had like Squidward kind of milk the handsomeness like, more often, or made like, that all we more had of was like a like a montage, you know? Yeah, a montage. He walked through town, and the only like real big thing he did was like he was at his house and they played music. And I was like, there could have been a lot more to all that, you know? Yeah, shenanigans of him being like chased, like even in Act Two, like SpongeBob's getting chased, and there was more of him being chased around than Squidward yeah. being chased around in the first one. And like I get it, Squidward's not the main character, but still, it's a really good episode. Why? Why not milk it a little bit? Yeah. Instead of milking like the same joke six times. And in, it's not even the like spot. exactly. And there's like other and but I guess they do it again later in the episode too, which was funnier. Like when they beat the shit out of Squidward with the door. <laughs> um, which is a point I have to bring up in in act two, so don't let me forget. But um, I'll try not to. Um but they did it over and over again. I was like, okay. I uh, this is funny. This is actually a good gag to do over and over again. It's kinda it's sad, but it's funny. Where the doctor went, I was like, this isn't I'm not like this isn't funny anymore, you know? Yeah, it's like it's not building suspense or anticipation for what Squidward's gonna look like, which yeah. is like the point. It's just and annoying. Getting, <laughs> yeah, it's getting in the way of it. Yeah. You know? Like I think once would have been enough to like make it suspenseful, I guess, or to build a little bit of like, oh, you thought this was gonna happen, gotcha. Um 
compared to like when he's getting the beat out of him with the door, he's really like, it's just like how much can Squidward take? Yeah, <laughs> does it? Um, I really like how this episode is just full of all the Bikini Bottom residents having like premature ejaculation yeah. in their pants yeah. because of how like <laughs> horny Squidward's face makes them. It's it's wild how horny the entire town becomes, right? Yeah, men and women, non-binary. I, fish. I did. I did appreciate that of the part of the episode, though. It was like they didn't. They didn't discriminate. Everyone in Bikini Bottom was in love with Squidward. You know, even that like uh, that person that was in this bathtub, that like monster yeah. kind of fish, that like <laughs> I think she had like five eyes or something. But, uh, but that, they, she was obsessed. Yeah, too. that that brought me up a question is because we so many times people just end up in Squidward's bathtub. I'm so curious. There, but how does that happen? Why is that a thing? Got, that is like got to be a structural weak point and like a security weak point in his entire house. <laughs> that is just like you go up to the pipes and boom, you're in his bathtub. Out of everywhere, I'd want something to crawl out. I don't think a bat- bathtub was like low on the list. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> you don't want a woman to come out of your bathtub? Oh, maybe that. That would be fine. But like SpongeBob <laughs> or like a no- nosy neighbor or like anything like that. <laughs> But yeah, like so many people just melt in this entire episode. They just like melt down. Yeah. They like can't walk. They can't see, like the, like they can start walking again. They can see again. Yeah, he like, like can... pulled like some Jesus miracles and was like actually making people walk and see and fly. I was like, this is wild. I do like the absurdity of like the shoe coming back, like the foreshadowing of the shoe, yeah. and then like the shoe coming back, but not in the way that you expect, where it like hits Squidward in the face. It like causes spongebob to push squidward so that way he gets hit in the face and then i think that's nice to kind of subvert kind of the expectation yeah yeah because the whole time i'm like what's going on with the shoe i know it's going to come back eventually right you know yeah Um, which as a kid i don't think i would have got pick that up yeah yeah but i do like like it's a full circle situation though that it wasn't like an external force that brought squidward back you know all along it was spongebob who caused all these things to happen to Squidward, even that moment, like Squid, like you said, SpongeBob was the one that pushed him. So it's funny that they did like make that a whole full circle thing. I really, I, I appreciated that part of the story a lot. Yeah. So I had a question: How do you clip your nails? Because SpongeBob <laughs> had like a nice little, he had a whole ritual care ritual. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I, I, I always try to like find a way to be outside. I don't know, like even here. I just like open outside. Up. Yeah, I just clip my nail like I, I clip my nails out on the fire escape because I'm like, yo, my... that I did not expect this question to be as wild of an answer. Really, as it was. you go on your fire escape and yeah. clip your nails. I'll open my window and put my foot out and I'll cut my nails out there. I'm not gonna sweep up my god nails when I have a that window. That doesn't look you. That doesn't make you look like a freaking psycho. How long does it take you to clip your nails? It takes me like maybe a minute or two. It's not that long. But still, it's just like someone looks out nah, and like, oh, I'm look sure at they that see, person I'm sure, across I'm sure the they way. Seen worse. I'm sure they've seen worse. So. I am sure they've seen worse, <laughs> but still, it's very odd. I mean, even even when I was like- You're that, like, oh my God. So Fatima and I, when we went outside of our building, yeah. we saw a guy who literally went outside and he was clipping his nails on the stoop. You're almost that guy. You're going to become that guy when you get older. I mean, even when I lived in Tucson, I would clip my nails like in a backyard. And- You're wild. How Why is that wild? do that? What do you where do you clip your nails? I used to so I used Most, to I used okay. to clip them. I used to try to clip them like in the bathroom, like over the toilet and stuff, so I could just flush them and be done with it. But like, it's so much easier. The window's right there. I just put my foot out. I'm done. Well, I used to just do it in the bathroom. I would literally like 
since we have a small trash can, I'd put like my foot like on the trash yeah. can because it would hold my weight and I would just cut it that way. But then I got again, I got tired of like missing toenails or whatever, or, like fingernails like, just on the floor. Off. Yeah. And I also know that when your nails, when you're showering, yeah. your nails are softer. So I started coupling my nails in the shower. Oh. And you just let them go down the drain? Uh, sometimes if they're small enough, other times I, uh, you catch them. Yeah. A little catch. Put them That's in the trash smart. can. Maybe I could start doing that and not be such a it psycho. It is a little difficult if your hands are wet. Oh, I guess so. But, but if you have like a out. nice little bench situation in your, or you got like those little like foot up things on the side of the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I won't look like a psycho anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was just I okay. It's like I wrote down that question thing and like, oh, this is a good, good talking point. But I did not know it was gonna be. I clip my nails outside on the freaking fire. I don't go escape. all the way out on the fire escape. Like I'm still in the window. Like I'm still in my room. The only part that's like my foot's on the windowsill. So that's still weird. Yeah, it's still weird to me. I guess so. <laughs> uh, speaking of weird things, would you sign a retainer if someone was like, sign my retainer? Uh, yeah. I don't see why not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. I, I was I also. Think like what, I think they would. I, they would have to hold it, you know, and then I would sign, sign it for the pen because I don't think I want to touch someone else's nasty retainer. <laughs> one. Uh. One thing I did notice is when Mr. Krabs decides to take advantage of Squidward, and him being so handsome, he's going to charge fourteen ninety eight a person and then offer a free soda for an extra three dollars, quote unquote. Um. Is I was like, that's so weird that he's making them pay money to see people, but we paid money to see. People yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, we paid money to see Tom Kenny, and then we also paid money, like, uh, I paid money to send Josh a cameo. It's just, but the difference is, is not that as weird, you know. It, I feel like in this case, it was against Squidward's will, right? He's not getting any of that money. I hope that Comic Con gave some of that money to Tom Kenny that we. Purchased. I would assume so, or yeah. else he probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I I feel like a lot of voice actors. That's where they get their their real cash if they're not making tons of money Slips. on their show. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really love that when Squidward morphs into like extremely handsome Squidward, that there's like operatic music. Like there's like this really grandiose vibe going on because when you really look at that Squidward, he does look majestic. Yeah. He looks like a sculpt, like a sculpture, like all yeah. yes, yeah, Greek sculpture. I really do, and maybe they do in the newer seasons. I really wish they would like just explore that Squidward more often. Yeah. Like, I would like to see kind of like you know how when Squidward goes into the community of all the other like squids, squids. yeah, and like he kind of like realizes he doesn't really like being around all those pretentious people. Yeah, I would like that because I mean. Really, all the, the only thing that Squidward really learned in this act was that, like, you know, being famous isn't all that it's cracked up to be. But he learned it in, like, the <laughs> way possible where, like, they stole his clarinet. They ripped up his shirt. But, like, he didn't get to be, like, famous, famous, no. you know? And that, that's what I wrote down is that even with, with – I feel like every single Squidward-centric episode, he doesn't get a happy ending, Right. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a fun journey throughout, like, the episode. It's always, like, something terrible happens to him, right? Where SpongeBob and Patrick and all the other characters can go on these like crazy journeys and like it'll be fine or like crazy stuff will happen, but not to the point where they're being beaten with a f-ing door or like people chasing them, you know? Yeah, it has been a while since we've seen Squidward enjoy anything, right? Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There was that uh, earlier episode this season that wasn't too bad. But like, 
I'm thinking about like older, older episodes where like the resolution is at least neutral, where he's like, I'm satisfied with this result. Yeah. And then like something kind of small and shitty happens. But this one, I don't know. Like I said, he's always wanted to be, well, he hasn't always wanted to be handsome, but he has always wanted to be famous. He just want to be noticed, I think is what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. Break time. Break time. All right. Uh, so you ready? I am ready. So I was wondering, and I think it kind of combines the feeling of both episodes a little bit, or both parts. Um, mm-hmm. What body modifications would you get, if any, that are just like any, like anything, piercings, tattoos, anything like that, plastic surgery? What do you, what are you thinking? What body modification? Yeah, I would extend the length of my. Just kidding. Um, let's though, see. Honestly, <laughs> I still really, really want uh, a tattoo. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many things that I would like to try, but they're one of those things that, that it's permanent, and I don't want to go through the process of getting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like what? I know tattoo is one, for instance. So like, what else? I would love, like, I don't know, some piercings. I just want to see what it feels like to have piercings. Like, I've always wanted. Not that it really matters. Yeah um slash i never actually would ever do it is snake bites Mm. i just knew so many like people i saw them with snake bites and i was like that's pretty cool why snake bites instead of angel bites what are which ones are angel i think angels are on top right and then snake are bottom yeah i don't know i just knew a lot more people with snake bites and i'm like these people are hardcore yeah um my middle school girlfriend had snake bites shout out (laughs) <laughs> uh, shout out to you middle school girlfriend yeah. um no i like i think piercings are a cool idea and i've always wanted to try it i told my sister that um you know when this panorama ends um maybe we can go get because she's always every time she gets her ears pierced it gets like infected or something like that but she's never mm-hmm. had it done at like a actual body piercing shop she's always had it done at like a claire's or something like that oh so. no you gotta do it at a tattoo shop yeah and that's why i told her is like they and they usually have like a two for one special or something like that but i was like i'd be willing to get my ear pierced or even like my nose pierced maybe like just on the side but i don't know i think i used to have a nose piercing i forgot about that till like right now <laughs> she used to have one she has, still has her belly button piercing Ugh. she says she always forgets Ugh. oh yeah i forget you don't like belly, I hate buttons. belly button piercings uh, but you know, you could buy those like little rings that you can like attach to your like ears and nose and sh- just to see what it looks like and walk around. But yeah, I don't know. It's different. I think it's like, I think it's the personality that goes with it. Like I have snake bites and I willingly went through the pain to get them. And now I can walk around and feel confident in them. You should do I it. That's what comes with it. I will not be doing any type of piercing. Do I mean, I don't you, even you think don't, I would get my ear pierced. Really? Why? Yeah. Just because of pain? Nah, not the pain. I have attached earlobes, which bug me a lot. Oh, um, I definitely don't. I just, I don't know. I'm not interested in having piercings. That's fair. I get it. I like to... the idea. It's like smoking. Like yeah. for me, it's like smoking cigarettes. I like the the, vibe. the visual. Yeah. The vibe. <laughs> the, like everything that comes around with like people who smoke where it's like, oh, look at that person. They're outside being edgy. and <laughs> Not that smoking is good for you at all, but like, you know. So that's I how like you feel that. about people with earrings. They're just edgy and Yeah. Yeah, right. How do you for that feel? Edgy life. <laughs> not for not for everyone. If you just have ear piercings. Yeah. Which apparently even if you have like a, a like a baby or whatever and you want to get their ears pierced, you should go to a tattoo shop. Yeah. Um, 
But I want to ask you about like, so we're talking about body modifications. How do you feel like the people who get like chips and stuff in their hands so that way they can like scan into work or they can like measure their biometrics? Because I feel like that's where we're heading. Yeah. Technology wise. I, I mean, I think I'm just reluctant to the idea right now just because it seems like a weird invasion of privacy and like a cross with technology that I don't know if I'm comfortable with. But I feel like that mindset is something that, you know, a lot of older generations felt with like cell phones and computers and stuff, too, where it's just like yeah. this new technology seems very foreign and strange and scary to me. It's taking my personal like my personal information. But, you know, in the future, I literally had a coworker who was like, I will not have a cell phone. Yeah, it was the biggest pain in the ass. He was an older man. And I was like, only an older man who's been working this job for 10 years could get away with that nonsense. I hate it when people are like, I won't get an email. Or like a cell phone and stuff like that, and you have to work with them. Just like, well, how am I supposed to communicate with you? And they're just like, well, yeah. meet in person. And I was like, well, how are we supposed to? How am I supposed to get a hold of you? <laughs> like, it's like, well, aha, I... COVID. Yeah, now you have to yeah, do actually... a Zoom call with everyone. Right. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think those are pretty extreme. But like, is there like any like extreme, extreme ones that have ever like you've seen that are like super interesting that you would never get? No, a lot of them are like at least the techie ones are like, oh, you can like scan things and it also tells stuff about your like heart rate and stuff like that and mm. i'm like that i like it from like the health aspect but and i understand that we're carrying around little trackers all the time with our phones and that stuff but the thought of something in me just feels like there's gonna be repercussions some <laughs> negative repercussions yeah. and i don't know what maybe it's like whatever the material po- slowly poisons me and i die early or i don't freaking know but i would be like down in like the future to get like a robotic something oh like you know like i see like people with like robotic prosthetics yeah and i think they look so cool i saw recently i think it was like 60 second docs there's a person who makes prosthetics that like instead of like looking realistic they look cool like they're just like random designs and those look really cool like not saying i want my like arm missing or whatever but if it happened but I, I'm saying, like, in the future, if they're like, hey, you can lift things a lot bigger by just having the same arms you have now, just robotic. I wonder, and I, I think, think that'd be pretty cool. I think you're right. I think that is, like, the future of body modification. Because when we talk about it now, you know, we get a lot of, like, talking about tattoos and uh, piercings and stuff, right? And it's, like, a lot of a lot of negative connotation to it most of the time. Yeah. But I think it is interesting the way you're thinking about it. Like, cyber cybertronics is that the right word for it like cyborg bullshit with people i think so i don't yeah, know yeah is might be what we're headed towards you know be cool then maybe i can get robotic uh arches so that way i don't have flat feet <laughs> anymore <laughs> act two sponge henge so there's a very strong wind blowing through bikini bottom and it just so happens that the holes in spongebob's body when they have wind blowing through them, produce a lovely malady that attracts all these uh, jellyfish. So SpongeBob tries to go through his normal life with this wind blowing crazy for days with the jellyfish following him, only to realize he can't take any more, ends up hiding from them in a cave for God knows how long. Um, he ends up making all these like statues and friends um, and realizes, like, oh, maybe this is a way I can escape the jellyfish. I can make some statues of myself that have holes. So he perfects it and ends up making basically Spongehenge, a bunch of statues that are of him uh, in the distant future that attract jellyfish and aliens come and marvel at. It was kind of a wild episode. 
Yeah, that that very last moment really like throws yeah. things for a loop. There's like the whole part before the aliens that we can touch on. That's like really, I was like, why is this in here? <laughs> but whatever. Um, but I wanted to ask you as a discussion topic. So if you can make uh, a noise with your body or you can make music, right? What kind of animal would you want to attract? Ooh, what kind of animal? Yeah. I could do I get to it. control this animal or like what? Like, do you just mean follow me around? You could control it. Let's go with control too if you wanted to. I was just thinking how useful it would be to control birds. Oh, yeah. As gross as birds kind of can be, especially pigeons in New York, it's one of those things that, like, I feel like that's really cool. Shout out to the pigeon that tried to kill like, you. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like Aquaman, but yeah. for birds. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I like, I like that. But I have some, I have some bad news for you, Omar. What? All the birds were killed in like 1960 something and replaced with animatronics. That well, maybe watches. I should use. Maybe I should just uh, drone noises. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever lets me control drones. What uh, What about you? Do you have a, an animal that you're... Uh, yeah, I think uh, mice. Because if I can control them and make them stay away, that'd be really wonderful. And I would never Some have to Some Pied deal... Piper nonsense. Yeah, I would never have to deal... But only for myself. Not in like... <laughs> not for other people. If just to make a noise that makes them like, please do not come in my apartment. I would love that. Because I didn't realize how much I hate it and how paranoid I am all the time now that there are mice here. But here we are. <laughs> um, I thought that this episode, again, it was kind of wild. But it, one of the weird things, um, continuity-wise, that it throws at us is uh, it brings up the two different like rulers of the sea. It brings up Neptune and Poseidon, which is, I think, the first time that they bring up, uh, I believe, Poseidon. And I looked it up, and he's not brought up again until the most recent SpongeBob movie, the Sponge on the Run, is the only other time he's actually referenced in the entire series. It's like this episode and that movie. Really? Yeah. So in Sponge on the Run, I, I mean, I haven't even seen that movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even know it was existed. To be fair, so. <laughs> uh, so maybe maybe we'll figure out why why Poseidon is in that movie but not Neptune. Yeah, I mean, I saw like screenshots and stuff of the movie with him in it cuz I looked up on the wiki and he looks very similar, like the same kind of design to like Neptune's design from uh from the original SpongeBob movie. So it's very yeah. interesting to me that they had thrown that in there. Um I actually had to google the difference between uh Neptune and Poseidon. Obviously there's just like one's the Greek name and one's the Roman name. Yeah. But um Apparently, some people consider, I think it's Neptune. I want to make sure. Yeah, Neptune is the Roman god of fresh water. Oh. And Poseidon is the god of the sea. So technically, that woman's right when she's like, no, Poseidon is the is, is the ruler of the seas yeah. or whatever she <laughs> says. Um, uh, it I, says, ne- Neptune is uh, connotated with horses because according to legend, he was dragged along the seashore in a horse-driven carriage. Must be nice. <laughs> and then Poseidon was the son of Cronus and Rey after the two after the defeat of his father and was assigned lordship of the sea. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, yeah. I think Poseidon was also like the brother to Zeus too. I think he yeah. is probably that whole lineage up there. So But I just thought it was an interesting like dichotomy that they threw in there that it's like I've never had this reference before because it kind of brings up a little bit of like the again, the rulers of who actually runs stuff on their sea and also kinda like I guess in some way, if they're actually gods, like the religion and like the mythology yeah, of how that all that's, works too. For me, just like having that as a throwaway line really threw a bunch of wrenches just because I'm like, what is, what does this mean? What yeah. does this mean at all? Yeah. Like 
is there religion in Bikini Bottom and is there different factions and were there wars over this religion? Right. And especially and also and- what the fuck is goulash? I had to Google that too. <laughs> it kind of looks like hamburger helper, but it looks, you know, far more delicious. It, it doesn't have just chicken pieces and bacon in it, because that was what the goulash had when it hit SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was it was a weird throwaway line, especially with like the religion part of it. And I think what threw me was that, you know, I've heard it referenced before when people like the weather is out crazy outside, they're like, oh, God's angry or like God's pissing and that's why it's raining, like stuff like that. People would make jokes. So it's like it was very similar to those kind of jokes, which I thought was kind of interesting. One thing that I really had a hard time this entire time was talking about how he talks about his holes. Yeah. And he's like my holes and he's like my pores and they're all like really, 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 really just I don't know. The idea of like things passing through him grossed me out. I mean, when the jellyfish like went into his head and like spun around brain. in there, yeah. it, it it freaks me out. It was kind of weird. I mean, even bring up the line that it was like thought was also very strange. He's like, "They're attracted to my whistly holes." I was like, "This is just like again some very adult writing." And again, might just be our perverted minds, but I thought it was very uh very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really. Yikes. Yeah. Um, there's this one shot where he gets slingshotted back into his bed and he's like all uh, spread eagle. That one's a weird frame too that felt really adult. Um, but I do like a lot of like random moments too where he he like smashes his hands mm. and then he can't dial the phone. It's a very much like a like again like an old school cartoony. Yeah, that's why that's why that was very like classic vibe but done well i thought it was done well compared to like oh, what yeah, we talked definitely. about before with the uh people eating each other thing <laughs> um i really was cracking up when mr Krabs fishes him <laughs> and like he's like dragging him and he's like oh we gotta let him some slack and you give him a nice tug and then you let him some slack and you give him a tug and like <laughs> the fact that he's like he's like okay there he is ready for work and he's all <laughs> his face is just like all like uh, destroy yeah his clothes are all torn off but okay so this brings me to what I wanted to bring up about this episode and I, I hadn't really noticed it before and and like things but it really stood out this whole episode both parts like there's so much like it's just like torture porn like Squidward <laughs> gets the beat out of him with the doors like multiple times like the his fans like tear the of him and then in this one like Spongebob he has all these things happening he like slams his hand in the door like you said, Mr. Crab drags him along the floor. He gets shocked. I was like, this whole thing is just like a lot of weird torture porn for these characters. And they're just like... Yeah, he gets having... like tickle tortured too. Yeah. Like the jellyfish to tickle him. It is very violent yeah. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, So there's that weird moment where he like finally gets away from all these jellyfish. After Patrick, again, is a friend and just abandons him. He's yeah. like, you're a bad influence now. Which I do want to say as a small lesson, do cut out people who are bad influences in your life. But also, SpongeBob wasn't really a bad influence. He he was, he was looking having... for help. Yeah. You know, you were like, screw you. But then he ends up in this cave and he goes crazy. And we don't know how long he was out like in this cave. I don't think it's very long. It didn't feel like it. No. If the jellyfishes are still, if it's still very windy and the jellyfishes are still there. Yeah. But I mean, and that, it, what kind of ties in all that in is like the uh, ambiguity of the time is just like, 
at the end, the weird moment where it's like it's the the uh, Planet of the Apes moment, right? Where he goes back to the Krusty Krab and it's under the yeah. dirt, and he's just like, "How long have I been gone?" Right? I was like, "It's been a while since I've seen that movie," but I feel like when I remember watching it, the time passing in that movie was also very strange, right? It didn't feel yeah. like they were gone for that long. But there's like space travel involved, yeah. I believe. So like, I think that's like the big thing. Um. But I, I don't know. I don't know why they reference Planet of the Apes besides it being funny. Um, I do like SpongeHenge though. I like the overall design. I like the lore behind it. I was weirded out by the aliens completely, um, just because like they had cameras in their bodies and like three eyes. Not to be uh, <laughs> racist or something against aliens. But it was just really concerning for yeah, me. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I thought it was everything was chrome in the future. Right. Where's right. the chrome? <laughs> so I was a little I was disappointed a little bit by the aliens. It was it was a very strange take on that. Um yeah. but one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, is this, this is the second episode that we've had where the jellyfish are like attracted to music and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a other podcast that we've listened to adventure zone where like the void fish, which is kind of like a jellyfish thing, like makes yeah. music. So is that something about jellyfish? That's like music and jellyfish are like a thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, it seems like this is a reference that maybe I don't totally get, or maybe adventure no, zone I think I'm in the SpongeBob. same boat. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm in the same, I'm going to call Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, no, I think I'm in the same boat as you. It's like, I don't know why they're related. Yeah. Um, maybe we need to keep a lookout in modern media with jellyfish music. I do get like the idea of like, oh, like their, uh, legs can be played like a, like a harp, like a harp or like a guitar, stuff like that. But I don't know. It's a good, it's a good thing to ponder, which I'm going to, I'm going to start looking for now. Time for the Wombo lesson. Wombo lesson. Woo. Woo, woo, woo. Um, I would like to. To go first, okay, if possible, yeah, go ahead. Right um, ahead. It's all you for my Wumbo lesson. It's not a very useful lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be used for great, great, great power, though. All right, I'm ready. So mine this, is build up. Beauty, beauty will always attract the masses. That's what I put because wow. in Act One, obviously Squidward's incredibly handsome, and everyone's yeah. like obsessed with him, which we see day in day out with our current society with Instagram. There's like literal people who are just famous for being good looking. Um, <laughs> people make only fans. They're just good looking. Yeah. Um, at least to someone, you know, cause I know there's some people out there going to be like, well, I know someone has an only fans and they're ugly as hell. They someone probably still making money, looking. baby. Exactly. Um, beauty is in the eye beholder, right? So the second half, same thing, beauty of music attracts the masses Mm -hmm. we see that with the radio all the time and i just think it's very important to acknowledge that that whatever society kind of deems is beautiful or even like one person deems is beautiful has value to them because i don't know like you just need to remember that when you're interacting with people and when people are interacting with you like if you're obviously like very very attractive like josh and i Mm -hmm. like you just need to make sure that everyone is there for like your best interests, not just because they want to stare at not, you. Yeah, not taking advantage of my beauty all the time. And all our beautiful listeners too. We don't want you t- being taken advantage of. Exactly. We're so here that's to, why we got your back. 
that's why I gave you guys that lesson because it's it's important to note. That was a, that was the a good hot, lesson. Hot people get cool. Sh- that's yeah. just how it works. Yeah, I think it's a good <laughs> lesson because I think I think especially when you saw with Squidward, right? I think people think that once you're hot, like you get everything you want, right? You can do whatever you want. But I think there are like repercussions and stuff like that or whatever. So you gotta be gotta be careful. Um, <laughs> what do you got? What do I got. All right, so my big lesson this week is you got to be careful about the attention that you uh you draw and like making sure that's the kind of attention you want, you know. Uh with Squidward it's like I think he always we always talk, we talked about it. He he's wants attention. That's like he's always talked about it. He wants to be famous, he wants to play music, all that stuff. But once he finally gets his attention, he can't handle it. So you know, it's like you need to be able to like monitor that. And then the same thing with Squid SpongeBob, mm-hmm. like he enjoyed those jellyfish being around him at first and then very much like back in season one, like it did become a hazard. It became like something off over his life. And that happens to people all the time. Kind of like going off what you're saying, just like eyes of be, be our beauties in the eye of the beholder. And people like have all these like influencers and OnlyFans now. But sometimes that attention can get bad, you know. A lot of mm-hmm. people can cause it can cause damage and stuff like that. And I think even just in your normal life, like the attention that you get from your friends or whatever, you gotta make sure that that it's it's positive, you know, you're not, people aren't, you're not attracting negative energy or anything like that in your life and stuff like that, so. And sometimes even positive energy, like positive attention turns into negative energy because yeah. there's like an expectation, mm-hmm. especially like from influencers and any type of like uh, work like that, I feel it's like fans expect a certain level of things. Yeah. And I think it's very important, even like the opposite, like, you and I have kind of talked about it like when when people are obsessed with like a celebrity it's celebrities really aren't they're designed in general like basically being a celebrity is in general like trying to make people feel like they're your friend yeah. even though you don't really know them um and just the other way around too it's like celebrities need to know that their fans can turn on them in an instant uh, whether it be for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, or they're like they didn't like their album, they didn't like the hair color they chose, like they they send you know, a, they send a stupid tweet that like gets them in trouble. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Like their fans are gonna turn on them very quickly, and also like fans need to realize that celebrities aren't your best friends. Like maybe they have unless they physically know you and they talk to you all the time, then I think you can make that judgment. Right. But um, you don't have to like bend over backwards for them too. Yeah. And I think what's so. what, it's what's interesting with that too is just like the manner of influencers nowadays, especially with like YouTube. You see with like YouTube celebrities a lot where they're like, "Oh, you're my fans, and I'm here for you guys." It's like it's a different kind of connection where they like are building that expectation for people, right? They want that attention. It's like, no, I'm here as your best friend, which is still like, no, there's still a person behind a camera, right, on your screen. It's not the same. It's just it's kind of interesting. You got to be careful that you don't fall into like like you said, making those people be your best friends when they're they're not you know yeah just like you josh right exactly (laughs) (laughs) anyways thank you so much for listening to this week's episode if you want to send us anything you can do so on ismazapodcast.com or you can email us on ismazapodcast at gmail.com follow us on all of the social medias especially on instagram and be sure to share with your friends and your enemies if it's not for you sharing we don't get listeners yes we're just screaming into the void which I'm okay with because I like hanging out with Josh. But it's nice to scream at more people yeah. than just the void. And like we always say, it's good to spread the wisdom of SpongeBob, you know? 
the lore, the lore, the love, the, <laughs> the what's lust. another L word, the lust of SpongeBob. <laughs> um, a lot of lust in this episode. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Have my window open. It's like really windy. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can. It's it's pretty pretty loud. Hold on, let me quick. Let me... Uh, open up your whistling holes. Oh yeah, that's right here. <laughs> 